Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. The title of the message is The Three Tenses of the Stone. The Three Tenses of the Stone. Romans chapter 9, it says in verse number 32, question is asked, wherefore? Then it says, because they sought it not by faith, but as it were by the works of the law, for they stumbled at that stumbling stone. Verse number 33, as it is written, behold, I lay in Sion a stumbling stone, and a rock of offense, and whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. That's Romans chapter number nine. Now I'd like you to, with that, I'd like you to look at Matthew 21. I'd like you to look at Matthew 21 because we're going to see the past, present, and future tenses of this stone the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 21, look at verse number 42. Matthew 21, verse 42. Here's what Jesus said. Jesus saith unto them, Matthew 21, verse 42. Did ye never read in the Scriptures the stone which the builders rejected? That's a past tense. He's been rejected. We know he's the stone, okay? That's a past tense reference of the stone. But there's three tenses to the stone because it continues to go on. The same, okay, that that past tense one that the builders rejected. Now it says the same is become the head of the corner. That's the present tense of the stone. He's the, head of the, he's the head of the corner. He was rejected, same stone, past. He's the head of the corner, same stone, present. Now let's look at, uh, let's continue to read. This is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes, verse 42. Now verse 43, wherefore say unto you, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you and given to a nation bringing forth the fruits thereof. Verse 44, And whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken. But on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. That is a future look at the stone. It's the same stone. But the view is given in three different tenses. Past has been rejected. Present, right now, he's the head of the corner. Future, we see verse 44, shall fall. That same stone that's the head of the corner, it's going to do something else in the future. It's, It's going to fall. It shall fall. It will grind. And that's going to happen. So that's Romans 9, 
That's Matthew 21, looking at the tenses of the stone. And now we need to tie this in to 1 Corinthians chapter number 10. 1 Corinthians chapter number 10. Because this tense of the stone, Jesus Christ as the stone, as the past and the present and the future, is directly correlated to this verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 32. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 32. The Bible says, Give none offense, neither to the Jews, that's one group of people, uh, nor to the Gentiles, that's another group of people. If you've been with us any length of time through Romans 9, 10, 11, you know that we've seen through the Bible in its context the difference between God's dealing with Gentiles versus Jews, right? One set of people, another set of people. But there's a third set of people in this verse as well. Nor to the church of God. So 1 Corinthians 10, verse number 32, gives us three different divisions concerning our race. As a race of people, we are either Jews or Gentiles. But there's a third race of people that if we get into that race, then we are neither Jew nor Gentile. <laughs> and that's the church of the living God. Are you a Jew? Did you trust Christ? Are you saved? Okay, now guess what? You're not a Jew. <laughs> Except you are, but you're not. Why? Because you're in the church. Now that's important because God has a plan for His nation. In the past, they rejected Him. God has a plan right now, presently, for His church. And it doesn't matter if you're from a Jewish nation or a Gentile nation. You can get on it right now. And then God has a future plan as the stone to deal with nation issues. Three tenses of the stone, the Lord Jesus Christ. Three races of people, Jew, Gentile, and then church of God. Are you in the church of God? Your national distinction has gone away. We are neither that. We are in Christ. Now, We'll, we'll go through these past, present, and future uh, tenses, and I, I believe we'll get be able to close this message out with some good understanding. The past tense, I kind of gave it away, but who is that in reference to? The past tense stone is in reference to the Jew. That's the Jews. Uh, Matthew 21, verse 42, if you're still there, you can look at it. It says, the stone which the builders rejected. The Jews had an attitude of rejection. Instead of receiving the Messiah, they spit on Him. Instead of trusting Him, they crucified Him. Instead of following after Him, now nah, give us Barabbas. They, their, their entire attitude was about rejection. Rejection, rejection, rejection. That's all they did. And the Messiah is standing right there in front of them during his earthly ministry. Yes, hi, we're Christians in the area. We want to tell you about Jesus. 
We don't want to hear about him. What is that? It's an attitude of rejection. Now, if they rejected the Savior, don't be surprised when you try to bring the good news to somebody that they reject you. It's an attitude of rejection. What was the result of their rejection of the Messiah? Scattered. The nation scattered. We saw that all through Romans 9, 10, and 11. At the end of 11, what do we see? The prophetic view of God doing what with his nation? Restoring it and regathering it. But right now, past tense, they rejected him. Look at Matthew 23. Matthew 23. Matthew 23, look at verse number 37. This is, you couldn't get a clearer glimpse of God's heart for his people than these few verses. Look at Matthew 23, verse 37. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, and ye would not. Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. For I say unto you, ye shall not see me henceforth, till ye shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Now that's a future look. Lord's coming back, his second coming, and they are going to turn to him. But his heart for his people is, I want to gather, it's going to get cold. Some of you have chickens, some of you have quails, some of you have, you can understand this. They're going to want those chicks right out of their way. Everybody's going to try to stay as warm as they can. And that's God's, that was God's heart for his people. It's always been his heart for his chosen nation. I want, look, I want to gather you in. I love you. But you would not. That's the past tense stone. The stone that was rejected. And it's, I find it interesting in this verse talks about thou stonest them. I'm going to give you prophets. They're going to come tell you about me. I uh, will stone them. You a Christian? You get excited about telling somebody about the risen Savior? I'm not talking about the dead one from whatever era it is that someone was worshiping whoever the American idol was three decades ago or four decades ago that's now dead, they're not coming back. Or Buddha or Muhammad or any of these little G-gods, they're dead. We've got a Savior that rose again. And we're happy about that. Are you happy about that? He rose again. Oh, you're happy about it? Okay, we're going to kill you. They sent him prophets, they just stoned them. And that's what we live in a world. Are you happy about Jesus? Okay, we're going to squash that. You happy about the Lord? You want to live for God? Okay, we're going to kill you. Are they really going to kill us? Well, maybe not physically like right now because we live in the U.S., but try being a saved Christian in Pakistan. and you're happy about the resurrection. Better not be too happy because they're liable to blow up your car with you in it. 
the stone which the builders rejected. The Jews had the Messiah, but they had an attitude of rejection. So now the result is they're scattered. That's the past stone. That's the past stone. Now the present stone, it doesn't just say in Matthew 21, the stone which the builders rejected. It goes on to say the same, the same past is become the head of the corner. Presently, that's a reference to the church. Are you saved? Then you're in the church. We might be in a church house right now, and you might not be saved. You might just be able to say that you're a Gentile. Or if you come from the physical line lineage, you can trace your physical lineage back to Abraham. You might be able to say you're a Jew. Now, does anybody here know a, a real a real physical flesh and blood lineage of Abraham, a real Jew? I know, I do. And they can come in here and they can be inside the four walls of a church house. But if they haven't trusted Christ, guess what? They are not part of this head of the corner. This is a reference to the church. And Jesus Christ is the foundation stone. I'm not a builder. I know a few things that I've learned from some folks. But that foundation stone is the most important stone, right? You got to have that laid down right. You don't have your foundation right. The rest of the building isn't going to do so great. Okay. If the past tense reference was an attitude of rejection, the present tense reference is an attitude of what? Acceptance. Have you accepted Christ as your Savior? That attitude of acceptance, you've accepted Christ, you're in His church, it's a reference, a present tense reference, the head of the corner. Guess what happens as a result of that? Okay, in the, the past tense, attitude of rejection and you're scattered. Present tense, it's an attitude of acceptance. What's the result of that? Let's read the verse and then you can give me the answer. Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2. Present tense attitude results in Ephesians 2. Look at verse 19, Ephesians 2, verse number 19. Now therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints. Saints are living people who have accepted Christ as their Savior. And of the household of God. If you've accepted Christ, we are a family and we're all part of the household of God. I can call you my brother. Praise the Lord. Look at verse 20. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus himself being what? The chief corner stone. Presently right now, Jesus Christ accepted is our chief cornerstone. If you've accepted Him, 
then we are, guess what? We are now, the result is we are built up. Jews rejected him, they're scattered, past. Present, we trust him, we've accepted him. Result, we are built up, built up, built up. What is your responsibility, young man, amongst other believers in the body? To help do what to them? Build them up. Ladies, what is your responsibility now that you've accepted Christ and He's, the, he's your chief cornerstone? Build up. Presently, with Christ as our chief cornerstone, the result is we are built up. And as a result of that, we should be building up and edifying one another. That's why the saints of God come together to be edified and built up. Not squashed and crushed down and sent out like a rejected beat sheep who's now scattered out in the world. There's some preachers that like to beat the sheep. And God says, uh, no, build up, build up. Build up. Watch it. Verse 21. In whom all the building fitly framed together. Now you talk to Brother Eric, he'll talk to you about framing. He knows how to measure it, do it all that. He's thinking ahead. He's got it all fitly framed. But you get to a wall that's wonky and out of whack, and you put up a wall that's plumb level, and it meets up against that wall, you're going to be frustrated because it's not fitly framed together. You know what God wants us to do? Be aware of that. All the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. Does anybody know of any wonky, off-level Christians? Yeah. You know what we should try to do? Plumb level each other. Let me kind of fitly frame you a little better. <laughs> let, me try, let me try to help build you up a little bit. You're a little, you're, you're a little off plumb. Let me, let, me help, let me help you with that. Have you accepted Christ? Then help shore up somebody. That's what Christ did for us. We're accepted in the beloved and he's going to build us up and he wants us presently to rest in him as the foundation chief cornerstone and then build each other up. Why wouldn't we? We have the best foundation. If a builder can say the best houses are the ones built on the best foundation. Hello, we're built on Christ. He's our solid rock. Let's get a hold of that. 1 Peter 2. 1 Peter 2. First Peter 2, verse number 4. The Bible says, 1 Peter 2, verse 4, To whom coming, as unto a living stone, Disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. And precious, ye also, 
as lively stones are what? What, what is it, church family? Are what? Built up. Have you accepted Christ presently? He's your chief cornerstone. Built up. A spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. I'll tell you what, if you beat me down, you're not doing what God wants you to do. If I beat you down, I tear you up, I, I, I make you feel like you're nothing more than, well, just a nobody, guess what I'm doing? Violating what God told me to do. I am to build you up. You are to build me up. I'm not going to go down this rabbit trail. I'm just going to, we're going to take a look down there for a minute. This isn't talking about not handling church discipline or, not, or overlooking sin or none of that. Okay, That's the glimpse down that rabbit trail. We're not going to run that rabbit. What I'm talking about tonight is if you are saved, you have a Christ has built you up and He wants you to build each other up. That's the present tense. Past tense, reference to the Jews. Attitude of rejection, they're scattered. Present tense, reference to the church. Christ is our chief cornerstone. He built us up. He wants us to build up and edify one another. Now, final one is the past tense. In this past tense, you'll need Daniel 2 and Revelation 19. The past tense is a reference to nations. We read in Matthew 21 and, and earlier, and whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken, shall fall, future, shall be broken, future. But on whomsoever it shall fall, that's future, it will, it will grind him to powder. Past tense, it's an attitude of rejection. The present tense stone, it's an attitude of acceptance. But the future tense stone is a reference to an attitude of negligence. They're just going to neglect. Um, and we'll see what the result is in a minute. You'll get the idea after we read Daniel 2. <clears throat> Daniel 2 is a prophetic look forward. And it says in verse 34... We go through uh, the great image. Uh, we might as well start at verse 31. Thou, O king, sawest to behold a great image, this great image whose brightness was excellent, stood before thee, and the form thereof was terrible. The image head was of fine gold, his breast and his arms of silver, his belly and his thighs of brass, his legs of iron, his feet parts of iron and part of clay, Thou sawest till that a stone was cut out without hands, which smote the image upon his feet that were of iron and clay and break them to pieces. Then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, and the gold broken to pieces together and become, became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors. And the wind carried them away no place was found for them. And the stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. And Daniel gives the interpretation. 
And you know what you got? It doesn't matter if it's a Babylonian kingdom, a world kingdom. It doesn't matter if it's a Grecian world kingdom. It doesn't matter if it's a Persian world kingdom. Guess what we don't have anymore? We don't have a one world kingdom. We got a bunch of uh, feet and toes and a bunch of kingdoms uh, scattered about. And God says, there's going to come a time when I come back that every single kingdom will utterly be destroyed and crushed. Why? Because I'm going to set up my kingdom. There's always been a fight for power for kingdoms. The prince of the power of this world, he wants the kingdom. He's not going to get it, but he's going to fight for it. All of the uh, national rulers, you know what it all is a fight for? Power and land and money. God, when he comes back, he is going to utterly destroy all of it. Wipe it out and set up one kingdom. Guess who's going to rule? Him. Guess how he's going to rule? Righteous. Well, what if somebody says something? He'll have a rod of iron. <laughs> well, that's not fair. That's okay. At the end of a thousand years, he'll give you one last shot and say, come on after me, boys. Well, with Jesus ruling and reigning, won't everything be righteous? He will make sure it's ruled righteously. But even with Christ back on the earth, ruling as the righteous king, as soon as Satan is loosed, he's going to gather an army. That tells me that people are just going to obey because they're forced to obey because God's ruling with a rod of iron. And they're going to make one last run at him. Satan comes right out of hell. You think hell would reform somebody, but it won't. They're going to go right after the one that they hate because they ultimately want the kingdom. So Daniel 2 tells us what's coming is an absolute crushing and grinding into power all of these world kingdoms. Future, all it is is an attitude of negligence and the result is going to be they're going to be disintegrated. When God comes, when the church is called out and God starts purifying His nation, any nation that doesn't treat Christ's brethren well, they will be utterly crushed and destroyed. That's the judgment of nations. Right now, you can save stuff and you can have a pantry down in your basement that's got enough beans to eat for the next two decades. Okay? Ladies are going to be, you know, jamming and jarring and canning and all that. You can have enough, you can stockpile enough food to eat for three, four, or five years. Great. During the Great Tribulation, you know what God says? The mark of how you love my brethren is you give all that stuff away to them. And the leaders of the nations are going to be judged based on how they treat, guess who? The Jews. Because God's going to purify that nation. And those that don't get on the Lord's side when He comes back, 
it's going to be utter disintegration. Last verse and we'll be done. We'll look at it, Revelation 19. Revelation 19. <clears throat> this is another... These verses are... There's just some verses in the Bible you just read them and they preach. Revelation 19. I believe this is... This is a set of verses right here. Revelation 19 will be the last verse uh, phrases we'll look at. Verse 11. And I saw heaven open to behold a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire. Any of you young boys ever see your daddy come down the stairs? He's just fired up. He's just like, well, man, this is something in dad's eyes. I better run and hide. Because you just done wrong. That's, not good. That's nothing. That's nothing when God comes back. And you're not on his side. And on his head were many crowns. Many crowns. I, every time I read this, you know, you're going to get rewards for serving Jesus. And when you go before the Lord and he judges you, not based on your sin, that's been taken care of on the cross, but he judges you based on what you did for him and you get a reward, you get a crown, wouldn't that be great? You know what you're going to do with that crown? You're going to lay it at the feet of Jesus because he's worthy. Worthy is the lamb. So you might as well just get used to all those little ribbons and certificates and trophies and medals you got in your bedroom. They're not going to last. <laughs> but you're going to get an eternal crown. And you're going to be so grateful, you're going to lay it right at the feet of Jesus. When I read this verse, you know what it says? And his eyes were as a flame on fire, and on his head were many, many crowns. I always thought it would be, an, be an awesome thing to lay down the crown that Christ gave you at His feet. And when He comes back, and we with His saints come back with Him, you can look up and say, I think that was the one that He gave me. Oh no, I think that's... Wait a minute, is that the one He gave me? I don't have all that figured out. All I'm saying is the Bible says He's going to come back and on His head were many crowns. And He had a name written that no man knew but He Himself. And He was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And His name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed Him upon the white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Boys, this is much better than the Lone Ranger, by the way. <laughs> you, this ain't sil this ain't the Lone Ranger riding in town with Tonto and silver. This is something much better. This is the Lord of glory, the one who created the horses. Verse 15, out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his Thy a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God. They may eat the flesh of kings, flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses, of them that sit on them, and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small 
and great. When God comes back, those nations that were against Him will be completely disintegrated. He is going to fall on them and crush them and grind them to powder. You know why that ain't going to be you and me? Because we have an attitude of acceptance. And He has built us up. He is not going to crush us. He has built us up. And He wants us to not crush each other. He will take care of that in the future when He comes back. He'll smite the nations. He'll crush the kingdoms. He'll set up and build His kingdom. But we are lively stones. We are accept. We didn't reject Him. We're not scattered. We haven't taken negligence. We're not going to have to be ground, ground into powder. We've accepted Him and He has built us up. So right now, presently, we are called to build each other up. Alright, so out of Romans 9, you get those stones and there's three tenses to it. The past, the present, and the future. Thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. In the meantime, you can sign up for our email newsletter at www.pilgrimbaptist.church.